Welcome to a brand new episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem, the podcast that goes behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your favorites in the business. For this episode, I was joined by Dave Heilman from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Our awesome interview included Dave chatting about Dynasty Prize Check, the live Scott Fishbowl draft in Cincinnati, the Fantasy Football Expo experience, going to the NFL Combine, and lots more. Make sure you're following Dave on Twitter at Dynasty Dorks. Follow me on Twitter at DKCKSum and the podcast at GetReal underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. And now, here's my conversation with Dave Heilman on Get Real with Casey Kasem. Edit this fun stuff to start with, so it doesn't really matter. All right, so I'm so excited to have you here. I say I'm excited every time somebody comes on, but honestly, I am because, Dave, you're here and you've been a guy that I've seen on my Twitter, you know, feed constantly. I'm seeing it on my timeline and, and it's awesome to see your work and everything, but I wanted to get you on. You had me on your podcast, which was really awesome and just really was excited that we could work something out to get you on. So very excited about that. And I know the listeners that are listening right now probably want to know like, who is this guy and how did he get started even playing fantasy football? So go ahead and take it away. How did you come across fantasy football in the first place? Yeah. So um, like most of us, you know, like football first and then started to learn a little bit about fantasy football, played it a little bit in high school, middle school and in college. It definitely took off of just a way to make the games more exciting on Sunday. And so it's a game within the game. And so that was something we did. And When you graduate from either high school or college, you know, there's a lot of different ways to keep in touch with your friends and fantasy football really kind of was that outlet for us. And so it was for fun. Of course, we had put a little bit of money on it just for keep it, keep it a little bit more serious, but it's more about being able to do the drafts, talk crap, pay attention to your team, make fun of your buddies, uh, you know, and just have fun. Um, Use the chat to really, uh, Keep you know, keep in touch with your friends. That's awesome. And have you ever done a live draft with them, or how was the draft situation with them? Yeah, live drafts were much easier in college. Much easier when you know people didn't have kids or didn't live so far away. Um, but live drafts are absolutely fun. Um, I remember doing a double live draft at my house. Uh, my first team was definitely better than my second team. Um, you know, I think I drafted like two kickers, didn't really keep track of my board. Um, you know, but we had, you know, I, I had the place packed and we had just a party going on, two drafts going on. And it was just so much fun. If you, if you have not experienced a live draft, you definitely have to, uh, the expo is absolutely a way to do that. For sure. And we'll, we'll talk about the expo because it always comes up on this podcast, but it's a really awesome tool for the community as a whole, for fantasy football community. And, and we'll get into that. But going back to just growing up and loving football, and did you have love for football from an early age? And if so, what kind of relationship did you have with football? Yeah, kind of the, the Sandlot story. Like my dad wasn't into to football and sports. He was into like NASCAR and racing and I'm just sitting on the porch and the kid across the streets like hey you want to play football I'm like sure and he's like yeah this guy has no clue what he's doing 
and uh, the, his dad ap- happened to run the uh, Pee Wee Football League. And so the kid would just take you know take me on the we'd go in the driveway and practice how to throw a ball and practice how to catch and and uh, Phil Hornback he actually taught me how to play and then got me to join the Pee Wee Football League and got to to do all those things. So just played it and uh, loved football other than the uh, over the other sports. And did you watch like a specific NFL team growing up, or did you have any sort of allegiance towards a team? Yeah, I, I mean we're we're all like guilty of this. We pick our favorite team when we're like five or six years old. And uh, whether it's family loyalty or something random for me, it was like uh, I had a shirt said giants were the 86 champs. I was born in 86. And then my favorite movie was little giants. And so uh, that's why I'm a giants fan. Okay. I like it. That's a, (laughs) I like it a lot. Not, I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I don't like the, the aspect of you being but it's okay because I, I the story's great and I and I you love to hear it you love to hear it so back to the fantasy football aspect of your life just getting started playing fantasy football so watching football and playing fantasy football are two completely different things playing fantasy football when you first started were you concerned about anything did you have any questions were you how did you go into playing fantasy for the first time I was, I was younger. So it was just, you know, you go out there and you, you play, I think, you know, it was a, um, took, there's no strategy involved. You just, you just took players and you, you took players you liked. And I remember taking like Drew Brees in the first round, probably a bad idea, but, uh, like just having fun with it, taking players you liked and then getting to cheer for those players was more what I was trying to do. And when you play fantasy football, do you, at the time, how was the settings? How were the settings for that league? Can you remember? And- yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we had PPR at that point. I'm not uh, – I didn't grow up in the standard ages. and I was not um, – I talked to Greg Kellogg, and he told me about when they used to have to mail their lineups in. <laughs> I couldn't imagine people with this Kelsey news, what they'd be doing. Yeah, right. Oof. They didn't have Thursday night football maybe, but, yeah, they had to mail it or fax their stuff in. So I didn't have to do that. You know, we played – Yahoo or ESPN leagues. And um, sometimes I played, you know, with random people in the mock, you know, in the lobbies and stuff, but mainly it's family and friends. And when did you find out that you could start putting out information about fantasy football for other people to consume? How did you come across the content part of fantasy football? That was definitely later on. So, you know, after college, after everything, uh, my buddies and I were just, we had kind of a group chat and we were always talking about stuff and we said, hey, we're going to start something. So we started a website, called it Dynasty Dorks, and um, quickly realized it's a lot of work. And so um, I ended up taking it and, and running with it, and everybody else kind of was like, all right, you can have it. We're good. Um, and then I just wrote a little bit, just got you know on social media, didn't really get too serious about it. Just, you know, but it was nice to see. And then once I saw Twitter, I was like, wow, there's there's so much out there. So writing a little bit, had you ever written anything before? Was this your first jump into doing something like that? Yeah, the first first time, um, you know, never did any uh, articles or anything like that before. So how did you prepare yourself to start putting out content like that? What were your first steps when you're first starting out on your journey? Yeah, so it was, you know, trying to watch YouTube videos and watch and, and read articles and try to, you know, learn from other people. 
Um, and then, you know, it's probably a year or two before I actually did a podcast. Um, you know, but it was more just live and learn as you go. And when you're doing your own thing, you don't have to do, you don't have as many issues with like, you know, SEO and WordPress and some of the other stuff, the timelines and things like that. And so when I started working for other companies, that's when I started to get more polished and have to learn, you know, you have to learn the, the rules of the game. And you brought up Twitter being something that you came across and, and found with this whole fantasy football space that's going on there. How did you stumble across that? It was my buddy. He's the one that created Dynasty Dorks. It wasn't even me. It was it was my buddy Danny, and he just uh, one day we were, we talked about it, talked about it. We never did. It. And then one day he's like, "Hey guys, I just signed us up. We got we I, I got a Twitter handle." Um, he was always joked. He said, "Hey, there's Dynasty Nerds," and I was like, "Oh, and now I realize you know who they are and how, how big they are." Um, and then uh, we had a little website on Wix. And so you learn how to do that. And then, um, you know, you, you kind of learn as you go. And dynasty is a completely different thing than redraft. Obviously. How did you decide on like taking the leap from redraft to going into dynasty? Yeah. So, um, I, when I, I moved to South Carolina and North Carolina for a little bit and I came home and when I came home, I was like, I'm gonna go visit a bunch of like a, single, no kids. I'm going to visit a bunch of family and friends and do all that. And so I visited my cousin and her, um, her husband actually was really into dynasty so that he's the one that introduced me to it. And I was always someone that like, when I played Madden, I was always franchise mode. And so like instantly was like, yeah, this is better. I like this. I like both, you know, like it's not that, that I dislike redraft, but I'd like the dynasty aspect and just kind of took off from there. Was it hard to kind of turn on and turn off your dynasty brain and your redraft brain? Or how did you figure out how to balance oh, that man. out? We, we were so stupid when we started, you know, when it comes down to like, you know, when I say stupid, it's just you, you have that redraft brain and you're so stuck in it. And so you say things or do things that now I would, you know, laugh at myself for saying, but you just do them. And so, you know, it's like, in a dynasty league, like I, I did one the other day and it was a couple guys first time doing it. And I was like, Hey, just, you know, want to share with you guys the, the ECR and some different things to give you guys a little bit of a understanding of how the rankings might differ from redraft. It's up to you whether you want to read it or take the advice or not. And you know, the guy I'm like, he's texting me you know i'm like man you it seems pretty old you know like your average running back age is like 28 <laughs> like it's not good uh you know and and then yeah. but being able to have things like like dynasty gm or dynasty daddy and other things that can give you the like reality of your team you might be like man this team's really good and it's like yeah your 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 team's probably going to be good this year but like you literally like might have like to retire all your players next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I remember my first draft was just like, Oh, I mean, they're good. Right. Yeah. But did you see how old they are? And I'm like, Oh yeah. I, I yeah. Turn that off. Okay. Turn that part on. So are you one of those people that keeps track of how many leagues you're in or no, you know, are you in a bunch of leagues or how many leagues are you in? 
Yeah, I'm in. I'm in too many. Uh, I I only have a couple apps, so I can at least keep track of it that way. And so, like, of course, I got like three or four, maybe five charity leagues. Um, so those like I don't necessarily count, but like dynasty leagues, I think I'm in ten. Um, right before the show, I got a text message. Hey man, last minute, I need someone to pick up a, an orphan, and I'm like, man, I probably shouldn't. But <laughs> what's the what's the settings? What's the buy-in? You know, yeah. orphans are fun for those that don't know what that is. It's a team that's been abandoned, and you adopt it and fix it. Yeah, and fix it, or at least try. And yeah, most of the time they are in need of some overhaul. For sure. Most of the time they're pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I may have orphaned a team, and, and it was yeah, it was uh, you know. <laughs> it you happens. weren't proud of it. <laughs> I was not. I was no. I wasn't proud of it, but it happens. Um, so back to just fantasy football and settings. Do you have a specific? like perfect kind of league right now that you like to play in? Um, yeah, my, my preference is definitely going to be super flex leagues. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm definitely not someone to argue against somebody about their like opinion. So if somebody doesn't like something and that I like, like, I don't care. Um, but I, I do think it is a silly argument when someone says that fantasy super flex fantasy football is not re, not re, you know, realistic. And I'm like, so first of all, it's fantasy football. Yeah. You know, um, second of all, like, is it realistic for your kickers and quarterbacks to be drafted in the same round? <laughs> you know, like, it's not really realistic if you could literally get your starting quarterback with the last pick of your draft. But uh, Superflex for me is something I've, I've definitely took on the last couple of years. And I feel like it's it's becoming, it's like PPR. It's becoming the, the norm for... Uh, especially dynasty. So when you put out content, what is your favorite kind of content to put out? Whether that be like the f form of content that you're putting out or like the topic that you like to talk or write about. Um, I mean, I definitely like like podcasts and, and like to do long podcasts and have different conversations, but I think the, the short form content is, is fun because I can literally like get the Travis Kelsey news today and you could be anywhere. You don't need to have anything. Just grab my phone. Boom. Hey, this is what's going on. And then just post it. And you can post it everywhere you want and uh, get news out to people quickly. Like there's a lot of people, whether it's TikTok or other places, are like, they're not on Twitter. And they're like, how did you know this already? I'm like, listen, if you're on Twitter, you're going to know stuff a lot faster. So get on Twitter. But like, I like short form content. The other day I did a 20 minute video of just ever my favorite player of every round. And so like for me, that's the content I like because I don't necessarily always have an hour. And so 15 minute, you know, walk, run, whatever you can knock out a show. And so with podcasting, how did you actually start podcasting and had you ever done podcasting prior to that? No, no. And I was super nervous about doing it. And so like I had a couple people that you know, interacted with on Twitter were like, hey, can you come on my show? Or hey, I got this going on. And I was just like, politely like, no, I'm, I'm good. And uh, it was, you know, it was always an excuse like I'm busy or this going on. And then Nick P2W was my buddy. And he was like, come on, man, like you got to do it. He's like, it, you know, if you, if you uh, ever want to come on, just come on. 
uh, I got a show going on tomorrow night. And I was like, all right, let's just do it. You know, I think it was right around right before maybe COVID. And, uh, you know, it, it was like, let's just do it. And so did it, had a lot of fun. And then it's kind of one of those things like you, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. For and sure. Then, <laughs> and then once, you know, once I started having, like, once I started getting on the show with like Michael Florio and Marcus Grant and like those guys, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. You know, like it's, it's definitely, um, and it's a, it's a good way for you to get yourself out there being able to, to do more than one thing. Yeah, definitely. Guesting is something that I did too, prior to putting out a podcast, just because I kind of wanted to, but I wasn't sure if I really like it or not. And seeing how everybody does their podcast differently, like even the behind the scenes stuff is really cool to see. So you kind of pick up tips and tricks that way. Is there anything that you wish you would have known when you first started putting out content that you know now? Oh man. Yeah. A, a, a definitely a lot of stuff. Um, number one, what you just said, like if you stay inside your little box, you know, it's the whole fishbowl theory, like you're not ever going to grow. And so um, get out there and do as much stuff as possible. Um, you know, as long as you have the time to do it. Um, so it's taking the opportunities, whether somebody's inviting you on a show, um, whether it's going in and just in, enjoying other people's content and watching other people's content, you know, like I definitely try to consume other people's content, uh, not only for like my knowledge, as far as like listening to what people are, are talking about and things like that, but you learn things and I'm like, Oh, I like how they did their intro, you know, or, or I like how they did segments in their show and they broke it up with this and that. Like there's definitely things that you can do where, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to, I'm going to try to put content out that I like. Right. And so if I'm listening to it, I'm like, man, Kate, I like what well, Casey does that. Then I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that. Totally. I, totally. And when you first get started podcasting too, you don't really know, like, what do I need? How do I get started? And all of that fun stuff that comes with learning. So how did you go about figuring out what you needed to do in order to podcast and podcast successfully? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was listening and, and being uh, kind of giving yourself some honest feedback, uh, you know, like trying, trying to, trying to find ways to get better. And so when you look at it and say, okay, you know, we did a show and we talked for 25 minutes and we got through six players. Like I didn't like that. How can we do better? It's like, okay, well, what can, first of all, what can I do better? And it's like, every time that Casey mentions a player, I don't need to go and jump on and mention it too. And a lot of times we're just saying the same stuff twice. Finding out your bad habits, whether it's, um, you know, say, saying, um, like I just did saying, um, saying, uh, finding ways to avoid those, those kind of things are, are really helpful. Um, so like I said, it's, just, it's not only looking at your, your entire podcast, but trying to be self-critical and if you're going to be serious about it. And podcasting with other people and having guests on too, and, and having that kind of interaction when there's various voices going on, how do you make sure that the podcast comes out smoothly and, and that people don't talk over each other and things like that? Communication is important. So I do like to get the group together a couple you know minutes before the show say, all right, whenever I have a question, I'm going to end the question with a name. So I'm going to say, all right, let's talk about our favorite receivers, Casey, what do you got? And so you know that it's you. Uh, I've 
started shows off and been like, how's everyone doing? And then it's either nobody talks or everybody talks. And <laughs> so if you, as like, as the host, you're the one directing the show. And so people are waiting for your lead. And so you want to lead by example. And, and so using names has always been the easiest. So I'll start off with introducing everybody, putting together a short little show sheet or doing something that just lets everyone know what it is or just the text and just saying, Hey Casey, tonight we're going to do this, this, and this you cool with it. And then making sure you know what people want to be called. And someone goes by Dave instead of David or, you know, trying to do those things. It's important. You say people's names correctly and things like that. Excellent. Yeah. I like that name thing, keeping people on track. I don't even notice it, but like, yeah, I could see how it would get hard kind of just going. Yeah. So that's totally good. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you have more, more than two people on there, um, just two people is hard enough, but if you get like three or four people, you know, people just, yeah, they're just talking over each other. And so I always try to do that and then tell them like when they're done, I'll ask, you know, Hey Matt, do you have anything else to add to that? John, do you have anything to add before we move on to the next player? So with your podcast and podcasting in general, how did you get to where you are now? And then let the audience, let the, the listener, cause we're here for you. And I know you guys want to know, Dave, what's the background? How'd you get where you are now? And what are you, what are you exactly, what is your title? Quote unquote. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the, the lead dynasty analyst for uh, sports gambling podcast network. And so sports gambling podcast network has a whole lot of channels from everything from tennis to tennis gambling, to racing gambling, to a lot of gambling, but uh, they also got fantasy football and we have nine different shows on our channel. And so I'm the dynasty host, the lead dynasty writer, and I do our rankings. And so um, I didn't start with them. So I actually started, like I said, did my own thing for a little while. And um, it's funny, actually, like my guys bailed right before the season. So I had to recruit some people. And I recruited like some really good talent. And so it was Matt Hicks, Ryan Searfoss, uh, a couple other guys that were writing for us. And uh, when the season was over, my son was about to be born. So I kind of wrapped things up, took a hiatus for a little bit. And then um, after he was like two years old, I got back into it. Then I worked for Pro Football Network. Um, I was approached by Josh Houts. And so um, we, I was doing those you know, managing their, their content, you know, fantasy football content, um, mm -hmm. help recruit some people just talked about like, okay, this is when we talk about this in dynasty. This is, this is the time of the year to talk about this, to make sure we were keeping on top of not only trending topics, but doing stuff that's relevant to us. Now we're not going to talk about the draft in March. We're going to talk about free agency in March and then the draft in April. And, um, and then after Pro Football Network, I uh, went back to do my own thing. And so I was doing my own thing for a little while, trying to just trying to promote myself, uh, open the website back up. Um, I had a job board. And so I did a fantasy football job board on my website. It was just one page. And I just put it out there. Everybody, if you got a job, tell me and I'll post it. If you got a resume throw it out there and let's, let's try to get people connected. And so, um, and then I did open mic night on Fridays. And so I would just go on there 
And sometimes I would just drop the link on Twitter, which I know is dangerous, but I would just be like, anybody that wants to come on, come on. I have people sign up for it. And so if you got a new product, a new article, a new podcast, whatever, you come on and just, it's all about you. And so I would do, you know, try to promote people. Sometimes we'd have 10 people show up. Sometimes we just make. That that is super rad. Like that's a super awesome concept. That's a super awesome idea. And, and that's, uh, I didn't know that. So that's, that's really dope. And connecting with people is important. And, and the space, there's a lot of people in the fantasy football community. I know I haven't even touched the surface of how many people there are in this space, but you had brought up the fantasy football expo earlier. And I just wanted to know more about that kind of experience and what it was like for you, how many times you've been, et cetera, et cetera. But what was that experience like for you as a person who's actually been there? Yeah. And so, so first of all, like, I, I love what you're doing and thank you so much for the opportunity to be on here. And so I've always had that mentality of like, you have to help other people out. Mm -hmm. And so um, I love what you're doing. Um, And that was always like, I would always be like, Casey, if you want to come on my show, like I want to talk about you first, you know? And so like for the expo, I I just, it was definitely, I was a little nervous last year when I was going because I didn't, I didn't, you know, you don't know. Right. Because you you see these people on Twitter and stuff like that, but you don't know how they're gonna you know interact in real you know real life, and um, it was so cool. Like everybody's so nice, no matter how big or small their following is, no matter if big company by themselves, just a fan. Like people were really humble. People are there willing to help. And I remember listening to Fantasy Pros on the way up, and I'm listening to Pat Fitzmorris, and I go there, and the first person I see at the bar is Pat. And I'm like, I'm going to go talk to Pat. And then we ended up, we ended up talking for like two and a half hours just on like rookies. And, uh, you know, I've had Pat on my show a couple of times. He invited me onto his show. And so like that was instant connection right there. Um, and so if you are in this space and want to network, it's an amazing opportunity to go there and network with people because there's so many people in this space. The way you separate yourself is really by building relationships showing people who you are and you know if you're just a a, another twitter handle like not everyone knows who you are especially when there's so many of us but going out and making relationships and and meeting people like that that's why we're connected right here Mm -hmm. exactly and yes exactly and i've got gotten so many people to come on the show because i met them at the expo or because you know we had some sort of connection where they were going to be there or whatever. And I'm like, Ooh, then you have to come on my show. Right. And so it's really cool to get to see people in person and get to know the personalities behind, you know, the Twitter handle, like you were saying, and we're not calling it X. We'll never call it X. It'll always be Twitter. Yeah. I don't know when you're listening to this, but if you're listening to it in the far future, <laughs> it was Twitter before it was X anyway. <laughs> so with the expo, I mean, there's a ton of events that happen there and there's a lot of, like you said, the networking thing, how do you go about networking? I know a lot of people who are first starting off in the fantasy football space, they don't really know, like they don't want to come off as like too much too soon or anything like that. But how do you, how do you kind of go about navigating that? Yeah. I mean, the first thing you got to do is introduce yourself. And so you don't have to go out there and try to be the funniest guy in the room or the smartest guy in the room or, you know, if you want to try to do that, go ahead. 
But like, I remember last year, like I got there Thursday night and I got to like do the small crowd thing and it helped me warm up to everybody before I went out. And the next day I, I see a guy and he was like, literally like shaking, like you shake. And I, I'm like, Hey man, my name's David. Nice to meet you. And I was like, let me just bring you over and let me, you know, introduce you to some of the guys. And Howard Ben, anyway, Howard Bender was there and, you know, and we just started talking and at the end he's like, I was just like shocked by how many people and nervous to, you know, nervous to talk to them. And so like, for me, do that for other people. Like, especially if you're like, I'm an extrovert, so I, I, I can do that stuff. And so other people aren't, and I know it's uncomfortable and so like, I know when we do our stuff for work and we do our Myers-Briggs, I'm like way over here on the scale and everyone else is over here and that's, that's who we are. But yeah. like that just go there, talk to people. And if you have, you know, you're trying to get a job, you're trying to, you know, do whatever, tell people like you have to be honest about that and say, Hey, do you know any places that are looking for writers right now or anyone looking for podcasts? So it's, or do you know any places that are paying? Like I'm, I'm doing articles for people and no one is, nobody's paying me anything. I'm trying to get somewhere where I'm actually getting compensated. Hey, I know that, I know this guy's looking, you know, and, and people, people will help you out. For real. People will help you out. When I first started, I had no idea. I was like freaking out when my name would get mentioned on somebody's podcast. Like that would just be like, Oh my gosh, they're answering my question or whatever, you know? And then, kind of making those relationships stick and, and I don't know, it's just been a wild ride getting to meet everybody and Twitter and the expo just being like summer camp for fantasy football fans. It's just, I don't know. It just, it's a heartwarming thing for real though, for real. It (laughs) is. And, you know, like, like you said, like we wouldn't have this connection and I wouldn't have, you know, met so many people there. And I'm sure you met a lot of people that you didn't even no existed until that weekend. Yeah. I mean, you, you have these minor interactions with people and like, don't get me wrong. There's some people that I, I talk to on Twitter that I like Pope's like, I talk to him every day. And so like, I talk to him more than most of my friends from, you know, high school and college. And so being able to, to sit down, have a beer with him and, and talk to him in person and give him a hug was, was awesome. And so, um, you know, you have that, with certain people and like some people like they recognize you and they come up and, and, you know, and same thing, like, you, you know, you see them and you're like, I, I didn't know, I don't know the, the name, but I know the face. Right. And so you're able to go and, and, you know, put things together. And so um, that for me, that was the, that was the coolest part, being able to put the names and the faces together. And most of the people are, are exactly who you interact with on Twitter um honestly I, I never i'd never met a bad person at the expo like everyone's super cool um but like all the people they're like they they their personalities are their personalities for sure for sure and you've never met a bad person on from the fantasy space in person but have you ever stumbled across anybody in the fantasy you know coming in either saying like, Oh, you know, your takes are trash or something like that. You know, you get those, those trolls or whatever. There's so many people out there, you know, and everyone thinks that they're the smartest guy in the room. Um, they think it's, you know, they're, they're trying to get clout by making fun of people, bullying people, you know, and I've, I've had those. And, and for me, like, I just, I, I don't, I don't interact with them. 
So, you know, like, and we first started, that was kind of a problem because I'm managing the handle with my buddy. My buddy doesn't, he doesn't have the PR skills that I do. (laughs) And so um, he's getting fights with everybody. I'm like, listen, I can't take you anywhere, man. Um, And so like me, like if, again, if somebody wants to argue with me about my take, you know, I put something up two years ago and I said, uh, I said, uh, Travis Etienne is better than Najee Harris. This is like before the draft. And then, you know, somebody quote tweeted me, was like, oh, this is, uh, it's stupid season, yada, yada. And then um, I put up like, hey, what are your player comparisons for this, these players? Same person quote tweeted me and was like, ban player comps. And I just DM'd them was like, hey, man, like, I was like, are you, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but like, what, what, like, are we good? And he was like, yeah, man, I just, I don't like that stuff. And I was like, that's fine. You know, like you can unfollow me. Yeah. You don't like it. <laughs> um, but like, and I, I have no beef with that person, but right. like that kind of stuff where they were trying to like, trying to get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some people seen some people being pretty rude and nasty to people on there. Um, I know there's the fantasy receipts who like to, you know, like to call people out for their mistakes. And I think that stuff, if it's done in fun, yeah, like we've all had bad takes. We've mm-hmm. all made, you know. That's why I don't give fantasy all. advice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, but like you go out there and and you, you can't be afraid of someone like the fantasy receipts or something like that to like say that you're like you got something wrong. Right. It's like whatever, you know, but yeah, yeah <laughs> you get you give the energy you you put out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm only going to give out positive vibes. Right on. Yeah, I remember somebody commenting something kind of bleh on an article that I wrote and that was like the first time I had seen something bad and I was like just like feeling my skin turning red and just feeling like panicky about this person I've never even had a conversation with before in my entire life and it really it did take a while to learn I like if you go back and listen to early episodes of this podcast I'm like Oh, I love interacting with the trolls, F the trolls, this, that, and the other. And now I'm like, okay, no, you don't need to do all that stuff. So it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I remember my first time putting stuff out on Reddit and I'm like, I would be nervous about putting stuff back out on Reddit. Mm. And like Reddit is so much meaner than Twitter. (laughs) And so like the difference is, is Reddit actually reads your stuff. So on the one hand, you're getting 50 comments about the fact that you had a typo, the fact that you're an idiot. Yeah. Hey, look at this guy. And then, but you're like, those 50 guys actually read it. Well, maybe 20 of them tell me to turn the ad blocker off and then 30 of them actually read it. But like Twitter, you'll put out this article that you spent two or three hours on and you got like 30 shares and 30 likes and nobody read it. Right. So give me the trolls, the people that are actually reading it. And, you know, I usually just comment and say, hey, thanks for catching that. Appreciate you checking it out. Appreciate you reading this. And uh, but yeah, Reddit, if you're if you don't have thick skin, don't post your stuff on Reddit because they are ruthless. Yeah, I've, I've never been on the fantasy football side of Reddit, so I don't use Reddit a whole lot. But yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> but I do need to open up my audience to more people. The so. bosses <laughs> like it. If you want, if you want clicks and you want views, that's where you go because they do actually consume the content if the moderators allow it. I put right. I put a, one of my dynasty price checks up there. 
people were like, man, this is the kind of content that I like. If, if someone wants to put content out, this is exactly what you need to do. Like, like, man, Reddit finally likes me. It had like 300 comments. Everybody was like talking all about it. It was Anthony Richardson. And then I posted another one like three days later. And the first comment was no mega thread on Friday. This is deleted. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> you're okay. like, man, and so I'm like, that's over. And so I mean, you've had that. I've had that before. I put an article up and they're like, no. And, and just like the, the moderators would take it down. So you got to navigate Reddit a little bit. It's not like Twitter where you can just put whatever you want. I like learning new things. So like, yeah. I, I feel like I learned a lot about YouTube talking to all of y'all as well, because I don't dabble in that at all, but YouTube shorts, do some YouTube shorts. Like I said earlier, I was talking to Nick and he was like, Hey, I stole your idea. And uh, all I do is just, you know, you can, you can screenshot a news like Travis Kelsey news today. I saw it. I was in the middle of a meeting and I'm like, shit. Then like the meeting got done, screenshotted it. It's the green screen background of my, you know, TikTok. And I'm like, Hey guys, breaking news, Travis Kelsey, hyperextended his knee, eight second video, put it up there. And then I, then I put it up on, um, you know, I can use the same vertical video put it on a YouTube short and people like short form content. And so they're going to watch my eight second video, probably a lot more than my, you know, 18 minute video. Right. Okay. Okay. I like this. And all of this makes sense. And all of this is, I like to take notes too. Cause one, because one day I'll take you guys as advice and, and actually do something. But so how do you get your content out to, the audience how do you spread the word on the things that you're doing so the nice thing at sgpn is i got an editor so he puts it all out so i have to go on there and you know for those that don't don't write you know if you do a lot of times companies are going to use you know wordpress or other software where you have to put it in there and then you have to you know meet certain criteria to make sure that it's passes the editorial and then the editors put it out and they also put out our podcast too. And so that goes out to, you know, different places. Uh, and then of course I got to self promote. So I put my stuff out on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. I don't really mess with Instagram that much, but I probably should. And then I do Reddit from feeling brave. <laughs> Sounds okay. 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 So uh, you brought up dynasty price check earlier and uh, for the people who are listening that want to know what that is all about, what, what is that exactly? Yeah. So, um, you know, in, in dynasty, we're always trying to know like what the current value is. And a lot of these, you know, a lot of times like crowdsourcing is the best way to really know because the people on Critter are just like the people in your leagues. And so instead of like, Cause like most calculators and stuff that like, and I, I don't not hating on the calculators, but like, that's typically like one guy's rankings or two guys rankings. And that's the, that's the values. And so, um, you know, what I do is I just do, okay, this is uh, Anthony Richardson verse. And I put him verse every single player in a thread. And then you'll see the votes and you'll see that, you know, Richardson was, uh, got 25% of the votes against Lamar Jackson, and he got 75% of the votes against uh, Dak Prescott. And so then you can compare. And so when you're looking at your trades, it's giving you some ideas of, okay, well, if I, you know, if I want to move down, there's this player, and it looks like there's a pretty wide gap. So I can probably 
add a second round pick in or add a player that's worth a second round pick. Give us some ideas. Plus, it's just a fun way to interact with people because I'll, I'll put requests. You know, hey, give me a request if you want to, you know, a uh, dynasty player value. And it does start conversations because people are like, wow, I have no idea Jameer Gibbs was already the RB2. And I'm like, I mean, it's the way it is, man. That's the way that the dynasty is. It's all about the new hotness with the running backs. Yes, it is. <laughs> so how do you come up with the ideas for your podcasts? Because um, I know a lot of people, myself included, kind of get stumped when we're trying to come up with ideas for things. Yeah, it's, I mean, you you definitely want to get some evergreen content out there. And so like, if you do week one stuff, it's only good for week one. And so having evergreen content out there that people can use, you know, for, for a couple weeks or so, like trade targets or, um, you know, you look at, you know, sleepers and busts and post type sleepers and things and kind of the, your general stuff that people are going to look for. Um, but for me, it, it's like, especially in the dynasty space, you have to come and go with, with what's happening. And so you have your evergreen content, but like after, you know, week one, we're going to want to know like rookie stock reports, what rookies actually played kind of looking at what's, you know, a deeper dive at like, all right, it's not all about fantasy points. How many routes did they run? How many snaps did they play? What kind of opportunities that I got that they got? Cause you can see like, you saw the breakout coming with some people last year, like with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, you knew it was coming because you saw the opportunities just grow and grow and grow. It's like, these guys are on the field for 99% of the snaps, their route participations, 95%. They're going to get the ball. And with dynasty, I know it's easier to put content out all year long, but how do you make sure during the off season that you're staying fresh and how do you come up with what you're going to do during the off season? Yeah. The off season is much easier for dynasty content because there's content you can put out every single day on singular players or teams or whatever. It's harder during the year. Um, but you know, you, you kind of, again, you, you get into the flow of it. So like the first, the first month is, you know, you, you're not going to have a whole lot of change into your dynasty rankings like you would your weekly rankings. But after the first month, I'm going to put out a dynasty report and I'm going to say, this is the dynasty stock report. This is who's up and who's down after the first month of football. And you're going to have trade targets probably after the first couple of weeks, you're going to have ads and drops sleepers and stashes uh, like those kind of things where like, like I said earlier, like you may have not have a guy that's popping off on the fantasy points, but you see it coming. And those are your guys that you're like, that's a stash, that's a sleeper, or like your cuts. It's like, all right, it's time to say goodbye. Like, please, Will Fuller should not be on your team anymore. <laughs> wah, wah. He's probably like 13% rostered. Probably, probably. Yeah. I, yeah, I was looking at a couple of my dynasty leagues before – we had to have our cuts in to make it the certain amount of players. And I'm like, why do I still have this guy still on my league? Why do I still have this guy clogging up my roster? Like, nah, <laughs> yeah, but no well fuller, no well fuller. That happens. So, okay. We have football that's about to be here. So 
like real soon. Like it's exciting time. You may people out there listening to this right now. It may be far in the future and football's already been on. And this is the time where we're very, very, very excited because it's the Eve, you know, it's coming up. It's, it's almost here. And when you watch football, how is watching football with you? Like, what is the experience like and how, how do you get into a football game or what is the experience like on Sunday? Well, since my, uh, since my son's been born, it's pretty much, it's us watching the game. So it'll be my son and myself. And uh, he usually gets pretty amped up watching the game. So he's trying to tackle me or trying to, to, to play. Um, of course, you know, I'm trying to keep up with what's going on. So I got the, the Sunday ticket and I got the eight games up on the TV. And so I'm, I'm here at the house hanging out with my son watching the game. I'm, I'm not going to the bar, not doing a lot of drinking or anything like that. Just watching the game, keeping up with the, you know, the fantasy. And, you know, for me, like, especially with dynasty, it's, it's important. You try to consume as much as you can. I'm not going and watching replays of all the games on Monday and Tuesday. Like I have, I have a day job that I have to do. Um, but watching those games, you see, you can see a lot, even if you're not even listening to it, you can see a lot. And, you know, whether it's, you know, the guy getting a lot of opportunities, a lot of big plays, you know, a lot of times there's plays that are called back or whether it's a penalty or, you know, like, this guy got stopped at the goal line. Like there's things that don't show up on the box score that you can see by watching the game. And do you watch college football too? Or, or you, how is that? I, I watch some, but I most, I will say that most time I'm spending Saturdays with the family. Gotcha. So what do you like to do in your free time or when you have a chance to do something fun? What do you like to do? I'll just spend time with the family. Uh, my son's in, he's in flag football right now. So we're doing that. Um, we went the other day and saw uh, WWE. Um, then we went Friday. What do we do Friday? Um, we did something. Um, I forget what we did. And then uh, just really spending time with the fam. My wife, she's from Dominican Republic, and so she's she's got family here. Um, but usually, you know, once a year, we'll spend some time over in DR. And how does the family feel about your fantasy football love and how much you put into it? Yeah, my wife's really supportive. Um, and so we went to the Friday night. We went to the football game Friday. That's what we did. Um, but my wife's really supportive. She knows, you know, this is this is something that I, I do not only as part-time job, but for fun. And so, you know, as long as I am let her know what I'm doing. She's good, and I'm usually here on the house geeking out, talking fantasy football with people, so it's pretty harmless. And when you're not putting out content, but you're taking content in, what kind of content do you like to take in? Do you listen to podcasts? Is there specific topics you are really interested in, or do you like to read? What what exactly is? It's it's podcasts like I don't have a lot a lot of free time because it's either spending time with the family, putting out content or working. But like I travel a lot for work. And so I have an hour, hour and a half commute to to the site sometimes. And so I will knock out a podcast or two on the way there. And so it's, it's a nice way for me to consume content, learn about other people's thoughts and ideas and takes. And so 
for me, I don't listen to just fantasy football podcasts. I listen to football podcasts. So I'm listening to move the sticks to learn about the rookies. And so I'm not only learning about the running backs, I'm learning about the linemen and the linebackers and the safeties. Um, I got to go to the NFL combine this year and be part of the media. And so I got to meet the players and talk to the players this year, which is a you know a unique experience. Um, so, uh, but yeah, listening to listen to podcasts either when I'm going for a walk or in the car is that's how I consume content. Okay, so going to the NFL combine, what, what was that experience like? Did you have any memories that kind of stick out? Yeah, yeah, uh, it was it was sick. Like I I didn't I got my credentials literally like after the deadline because I I. Had, had to wait to get registered. The guys got me the credentials. I live in Indianapolis, so it was just able to go, you know, go down there. So I go there and it was quarterback day. So there's just like all this media and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a, I don't belong here, you know? And so I was a couple fantasy guys that were in the space, like Jake from fantasy headliners and Kyle Richardson. So I went and talked to those guys and met some other people that I knew. Um, Dustin Lucky, uh, he was he would DM me before it. So him and I you know, became friends after that. And so I, I remember getting there and I'm like, I'm, I gotta get all, I gotta try to get a question of Bryce young. I gotta get all this stuff like Bryce young, Bryce young, Bryce young. And I realized quickly, like we have, you have 10 players and it's like speed dating. They all come out and 20 minutes later, they do a, like a hockey change. It's new guys. So I'm not going to get an opportunity to talk to any of these other guys. So I heard the first Bryce Young question and then I turned around and got out of the crowd. And I remember like Justin Shorter, I felt so bad for him for five minutes. He just heard Anthony Richardson questions. And um, the further away from that main table you got was kind of the lesser known guys. And so you got to have some like kind of one-on-one experience. And so like, I remember talking to Elijah Higgins and like got to like really talk to him A.T. Perry told us a story about how Sam Hartman literally pulled out his rib in a plastic bag at the team meeting. Um, you <laughs> learn their personalities because some of the players, like they really have like Ty J Spears, like he's got he's got a like a dynamic personality. And so he's someone that like is just a fun, fun guy. Um, a couple of the guys, I won't name names, were just not really talkers. But like some of the guys, I'm like that the superstar. Like Anthony Richardson, he like lit up the room. You can tell that he was, you know, he had like just star power. Um, and then like I remember my the unique experience was I see a player like off in the corner, just stand there, sitting at stand at the podium by himself, nobody talking to him. I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to him. And Zach Evans, who I like a lot. And so it was just me and him. And so I'm talking to him, just getting to just you know talk to him. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to ask some fantasy football questions because no one else is around. I won't be embarrassed. So I asked him like his Madden, Madden moment, those kind of things. Asked if he knew about fantasy football, if he's ready for people to DM him on Sundays. And uh, he was like, well, if I'm playing enough that you guys are know enough about me, then I'm doing right. So like, <laughs> I, I'm go. good at that. Um, it was just, it was a lot being able to just to learn, you know, and then it was different. The draft was different, you know, like I wanted every single, like every single one of the players that I met to get drafted. And when they didn't like Rakim Jarrett, 
I said his name wrong in my YouTube and my, his dad corrected me. So I actually <laughs> went to Rakim Jarrett and apologized. And I was like, Hey, your dad corrected me. I want to apologize. And it's Rakim and, and not Rakim. Correct. And he was like, yes. And I was like, and I want to give you the opportunity to, to correct everybody here. And so he corrected, you know, the people in the crowd because, you know, um, and then just being able to like Zay Flowers interacting. He was a cool guy. Like see, seeing him, he was interacting with uh, somebody's dog and he had Sour Patch. So I'm like, you're learning little things about the players, you know? Yeah. And that's super cool. And it, having people that you're rooting for is really cool because you met them. That That's really rad. I met a few athletes like Cortland Sutton and he was like the greatest guy ever. Right. So then you're like yeah. rooting for that. So is there an athlete that you haven't met before that you would like to meet or would be like a dream to be able to meet? Oh man. Oh, as a giants fan, Michael Strahan would be, you know, he's, he's so, so big time. Um, I'll say personality wise, uh, give me one of the, any, anyone from the uh, good morning football, whether it's Kay Adams or, uh, Nate Burleson, I know he's not there anymore, but Kyle Brandt, like those guys are just awesome. Uh, yes. And Michael Strahan just seems like he would be a cool guy to meet. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any favorite players that are playing right now? Anybody that you root for when they're out playing, whether it be a Giants player or anybody outside of the Giants organization? Uh, well, of course, my son Jacob on his flag football team. That's my number of course. one. Um, <laughs> Uh, I love Austin Eckler and how he embraces fantasy football. I think that that's, that's a different, not a lot of players do. And so I really like how he embraces fantasy football and that becomes part of his brand. Um, it's really hard to not cheer for guys like JJ Watt and the people that really give back to the community. Um, like those guys are super easy to cheer for. Yeah. And Speaking of giving back to the community, giving back is a big thing in the fantasy football space. With You had brought up charity leagues earlier, and Scott Fishbowl is a big charity league. There's a lot of them now. It's awesome to see them continuing to pop up, pop up, pop up. Are, are you in the Scott Fishbowl, or have you participated in that? Yeah, so um, I got to go to the live draft in Cincinnati. I didn't even draft. I just was there hanging out. And I did a card break, so I bought a bunch of cards, and then people donated money to buy teams. And so, if you gave me ten bucks, you got all the Cowboys cards, and you gave me ten bucks, you got all the Eagles cards. And then, um, so I went to Cincinnati, did that. That was fun. They had uh, the guy from Cocaine, the guy that owns the trademark for Cocaine Bear. He was there, and uh, <laughs> Day, the Bengals mascot, was there. And, uh, you know, it was cool seeing Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Bass and a couple other friends there. Andrew Hall is the one that invited me. And then I am in Scott Fishbowl. I am in the ramen division. Okay. Dope. And so I'm sure that being a live event, like we already talked about live drafts being awesome. And I'm sure that it being a Scott Fishbowl event was just even more amazing. And that just sounds super rad. We did the Dallas one and that one was super rad. And so I can only imagine the people you were naming off sound like they'd be, a bl I mean, I've hung out with some of them, but they do seem like they'd be a blast. So. Oh yeah. Drew Davenport was there. Um, I can't think of everybody's names right now, but yeah, it was, 
it was definitely fun to do. So before we wrap everything up, I just kind of wanted to get a little bit more for people that are listening that are just trying to get started in the industry and they don't really know where to start or what they need to be doing. What kind of advice would you get for somebody that's just brand new and clean slate? They don't have anything in front of them yet. And just some sort of advice that you would give a newbie. Just try something. Um, if you want to do it, do, you know, do what you're most comfortable with first. And so if you're willing to go out on a show and just talk, do it. Um, but make sure that you do, you know, try something. And so whether it's a, a blog, it's going and answering a bunch of questions somewhere else, like figure out what you want to do. And then you, if you want to get better at it, you have to be honest with yourself and you can't just think that like the first time you did it was perfect. And also before, we got some, some thunder and we lightning got some here. storms going on. Lucky you, I guess. I don't know if it's lucky or not, but we haven't had rain in forever. So <laughs> yeah, it's going down. Yeah. So we might, yeah. Well, good thing we're coming to an end, but just before we do plug all your stuff, uh, is there anything that you want to do in the future when it comes to fantasy football space that you haven't done yet? Or is there, where do you see yourself in the future when it comes to putting out content? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty good where I'm at. Uh, like I said, it, it, for me, you got to have balance. So of course I'd like to work with more people like to do more shows. And of course, getting on bigger shows and things like that would be a cool experience. Um, I'd love to do that. What I did with the combine again, but uh, you know, do it at the draft, do it at the super bowl um, would be an awesome experience. So I think that's, that's what I'd like to do this year. I think I'm going to try to go use the, see if I can get the media passes and go to a Colts game and just be a, uh, you know, be part of the media for that. That'd be cool. This sounds fun. Hopefully it gets to happen. And well, now that we're coming to the end, can you go ahead and just let everybody know who you are, where they can find your stuff and all of that jazz? Yeah, it's uh, Dave Heilman and uh, it's Dynasty Dorks, one word. Uh, so Dynasty Dorks on Twitter, Dynasty Dorks on TikTok, um, Dynasty Dorks on Reddit. And so uh, DMs are always open. Uh, if you guys got fancy football questions or want me to run a poll for you or something like that, always willing to do that. And uh, I work for Sports Gambling Podcast Network, so you can find my work there. Uh, on YouTube, it's SGPN Fantasy Football. Um, same thing on Spotify and Apple. Excellent. Well, Dave, thank you again for coming on. It was fun. And make sure that you guys stay safe and all the, the lightning and the thunder out there. Got dark. Stay inside. Yes. So anyway, everybody, I appreciate you listening and... Okay. Well, anyway, make sure you guys tune in next time for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem or stick around and go listen to some more. And remember to stay rad. Get real, everybody.